Welcome to Meta Talks. I'm Gabby, co-founder of Meta. We exist to improve the sustainability and accessibility of innovation. In this season of our podcast, we have some amazing discussions planned to help you build and run more sustainable businesses. We will also look at ecosystem improvement, education, diversity, and transformative innovation. As always, we want all episodes to not just be interesting, but also useful and practical. My co-founder Will and I will be your hosts for this season, and we'll be joined by great guests and members of our amazing Meta team. Welcome back to Meta Talks. I'm Will, one of the founders and directors at Meta. This is episode nine of our second podcast season, and today I am delighted to be joined by our program director, Xenia, and special guests, Mihar Zariwala and Rishab Singh, Director of Innovation and Senior Program Manager, respectively, at Link Innovations. Link's story started in 2000 in France before becoming a hub for international corporate innovation operating at a global scale. Since 2015 in India, Link, formerly known as Numa Bengaluru, accelerates startups' growth and corporate innovation adoption while supporting the larger ecosystem's emergence by creating key collaborations. Thanks, Will. Very excited to be here and to have the Link team join us for this episode. Link has trained over 6,000 employees and accelerated more than 60 startups and 100 innovation projects. Looking forward, Link's upcoming mission is to fast-track innovation adoption and be the partner of choice for startups and corporations in Asia. So welcome, team. It's great to have you. Hi, Sanya. Thank you. And we're excited to be here, too. Awesome. So just before we kick off, I'm talking a little bit about Link, your work, projects. I'd love for you both to introduce yourselves, uh, kind of your background experience, and what do you do uh, at Link today? Okay, so I'll go first and then hand over to Rishab. Um, I've uh, joined the Link team as Director of Innovation, like you mentioned in your introduction, but um, for about 12 years, I've myself been a startup entrepreneur, and my passion still continues to be learning and education. So I ran the ed tech company for about 12 years. And uh, over the last eight years now, I've actually come to the other side working to support startups and um, worked a lot in the Indian ecosystem, whether it's with uh, incubators, government agencies, or corporates who are interested in working with startups. My key role, if you ask me at Link, is to make sure everything is shipshape. Our clients are happy, our partners are happy, and my team is happy. Thanks, Mahar, for the great introduction of yours. Uh, Sanya, uh, and Will, nice to meet Hi. you. and super excited to be part of this podcast. My name is Rishabh Singh. I'm the Senior Program Manager at Link. I am responsible to execute some of the innovation programs, the corporate innovation programs that we have in place. Uh, worked with Nova Nordisk from the scratch when we had the relationship from India and then now we are helping the global team to set up these hubs. Uh, I've worked with clients like Decathlon, Tesco, uh, so the other clients really helping them set up the innovation programs or maybe some other capacity bringing the startups, doing the co-creation uh, together as part of the inno innovation strategy uh, of these organizations. Previous to this role, I was part of Shell. Uh, Shell has an accelerator program in India and I was part of the co-team helping them build the entire innovation uh, portfolio. Uh, so I worked with more than 40 plus NOG startups into sustainability, into electric mobility and stuff like that. Yeah, that has been my role and I'm very passionate about whatever we are doing at Link. 
supporting startups, supporting corporates and building the entire innovation strategy uh, as part of part of the Thank you both for those introductions. I obviously work with Rishab uh, on a weekly basis. We've known each other for the last um, six months and previously working with Lena as well. Uh, it's such a pleasure to, to also get to know Mihar now on this episode. And um, just from our conversations over the last year, I guess, almost, I know that Link has a really interesting uh, founding story. So you you kind of started as Numa Bangalore. And as that, you were saying, you know, it has always been in our DNA to strengthen collaboration between in France and India in the tech and innovation space. So having started with these French roots, becoming a hub for international corporate innovation operating at a global scale, could you talk a little bit more about those roots and history and I guess your startup story? Yeah, I think even Will mentioned it in the introduction of uh, our roots in the French ecosystem. So yes, we were uh, born as Numa in early 2000 in France, uh, and it was especially at the collapse of the dot-com bubble when this came about, as an association of entrepreneurs coming together to support uh, digital startups. Since then, we've worked very closely with startups in France and in India, truly sort of witnessing the birth of uh, the digital era there. In India, we uh, started off in 2015 and uh, we were a pure play acceleration uh, player where we were accelerating and investing in early stage startups. But since uh, 2015, we've evolved into an entity that supported several other innovation programs. And uh, during this journey, we made interactions happen between corporate MNCs and startups, helping them launch their uh, innovation programs in France and in India. Since then, um, our focus has really been to co-create open innovation programs with corporates. And uh, maybe Rishabh can share a few examples of those. Yeah, I can I can share an example of one of the recent programs that we did. It's called Indo-French Tech Program, Tech Program uh, that created a pathway for incubators from the top leading universities in France, uh, as well as in India, where we were helping the French startups to onboard to do the soft landing in India and then same thing for the India's Indian startup to soft land in France. And this was an initiative which, which was initiated by the government of India. This was again to foster the relationship and the collaboration with, between the French and then in, in the Indian startup ecosystem. And as Meher mentioned, a uh, lot of clients that we work with again are from France. So, so we try to sort of introduce some of our startups to the clients so that they can scale up uh, uh, as part of their, their growth journey. Awesome. Another kind of broader question before we get into a bit more detail. We've kind of said the word innovation quite a lot in the last kind of five minutes, and it's very much in the, the kind of the forefront of, of what Link and what Meta does. But uh, the two of you individually, how would you kind of go about describing what innovation kind of means to you both, both from a kind of a personal point of view, but also I'd say from a Link point of view? So that's true, Will. I think it's a often overused word innovation but I think at link uh, for us innovation means being agile and I think we bring that kind of agility in the way we work but also uh, within the corporates with whom we are running these open innovation programs so for us the guiding star is how can we use like few resources but create like a strong and long-term impact we operate within these corporate agencies with the understanding that innovation can't happen in silos it has to make real impact and we constantly are talking about inclusiveness and hyper-collaboration. And that's happening, of course, between corporates and the startups that we work with. Now, within corporate entities, for innovation to become business unusual, 
it's important to foster a culture of transformation by constantly challenging the internal status quo. So for Link, what we do is we go in and customize innovation programs for our corporate partners. And we work holistically from idea to implementation. We collaborate with cross-functional teams, trying to understand their vision before we actually implement any program, and then evangelize this idea of innovation so that it builds internal support and credibility. We've seen that organizations worldwide are now actively working with startups to bring innovation inside. But being agile and having this collaboration, I think, uh, is what innovation means to us. Awesome. Rishabh, anything to add or should we move on? I will echo on the point of what Meher mentioned. So a lot of corporates that we work with, now they've started realizing the benefit of the collaboration and the partnership that we talk about a lot. They have now realized or now realizing that the innovation cannot happen within the boundaries, it cannot cannot happen in the 9 to 5 job, it has to be something different, it has to lead to a partnership, to a collaboration with the external world, be it startup, be it university, institutes. So for us, really bringing everybody together is what in my mind is innovation. And that's what I think Link as a brand also resonates to. Awesome. And maybe just one, one more tiny question from me before I give it back to Xenia. In terms of your experience across working all the kind of the various stakeholders or entities that you just kind of touched on, do you have any kind of best practice or advice from your experience of how, say, a kind of a large established corporate or an academic institution can best work with kind of early stage businesses and, and vice versa? Okay. So because there are like so many what we call stakeholders at play well, I think for me, the best practice, and we've seen that across different uh, entities that we work, is to first really map out who are the key stakeholders that are going to be integral to this entire process of innovation, whether it is in the academic institution, whether it's in an incubator, or whether it is inside a corporate agency really first mapping out who those stakeholders are and then prioritizing who are going to be linchpins for this entire innovation to really see its entire new course. And then I think the second piece is to have conversations with them to understand what they mean by innovation. So the same question that you asked us, like, what does innovation mean to you? What's your vision about um, innovation within your organization? And then sort of, intersecting everybody's views at one common point and then starting from that, you know, uh, center point. I think that's really key when you have so many players at stake. Yeah, and just to add on to that, I mean, obviously, the right set of frameworks, the right set of playbook, because this is not, uh, again, a regular sort of uh, a department which is already set up from last 50 years. This is a very different new team. So having the right set of frameworks, the right set of playbooks, all the toolbox really helps activate the partnerships and the collaboration with the startups. And again, we talked about the early stage startups and I think corporates are really, really interested to to work with companies who can who are hungry. Like we, we hear this word from our corporates, from our client that who, who have not filled their stomach and they're still hunger. They still have some hunger left to work with big brands and scale up. A hundred percent agree with that. 
And thank you both for that kind of advice and insight. I think that's what makes all of our roles so exciting and the work that we do is we are uh, kind of excited about these challenges and then happy to work between corporates and startups and, and create that bridge. So very, very good points. And because we obviously closely follow Link and all you do and all of your initiatives, I just wanted to touch on very quickly open innovation. And I know you've launched the Startup Spotlight on social media, highlighting Link portfolio companies. Uh, so I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, that initiative you've launched. And, you know, when we talk about open innovation, why is that important? So, Sanya, for me, the Indian ecosystem is super active. I think we are now globally being spoken of. And because we also have so many unicorns that have been emerging up over the last few years. But we also all are deeply aware about the dismal survival rate of startups. And hence, you know, startups have realized that just, you know, growing their revenues is also as important as chasing after the investors. And I think for us, we believe that one amazing way to achieve this entire thing is to partner with corporate MNCs so that they can co-create together. They can test their technologies. Uh, they can get access to markets. They can get also access to you know, technology that's been developed by these corporate MNCs. And that's why open innovation for us, we believe, can make this happen. The access that startups can get through all of these channels within the corporate agencies. And we believe that you know, in some small way, we can impact the success as well as the, the survival rates of startups when they come into our open innovation programs. But maybe Rishabh can also give you like a corporate perspective to open innovation. So this is again linking back to the previous point uh, that the collaboration and the partnership. So in corporate context, when when we say about we talk about open innovation, just not partnering with startups, or it can be partnership with the academic institutes. So we have seen a lot of corporate partners actively running hackathons with the universities, uh, including the students to you know co-create or build something which can be commercialized or which can be used to make lives easier or either of the customers or either of the team members internally in the corporates. So that's what open innovation means for us uh, as of now, really opening the doors for the partnerships, be it with the research institutes, be it with academia, incubators, and create something something meaningful, which which can again be add-on value to the customers or it can be add on great add on value to the team sitting on the background. And the reason we we emphasize on this because as Meher mentioned, India is uh, the third largest ecosystem. We have close to 75,000 startups. We are 100 plus unicorns. And the solutions which are being built in India are very much relevant for the global market. And if there are such programs, there are such initiatives like open innovation, there's a huge potential for these startups to really scale up. And I guess just to kind of expand on that, uh, given India is now the kind of third largest startup ecosystem globally, do you uh, kind of know of or are you aware of any kind of specific regions geographically that are kind of most prevalent and what sectors within those kind of 75,000 startups are kind of really kind of taking off at the moment? And then from there, the rate of kind of evolution or rate of development seems to be increasing or accelerating. Where do you see kind of India as a startup ecosystem kind of developing or progressing to? So from a geography point of view, Bangalore has been very active in the, in the ecosystem and we have most of the startups. After Bangalore, we have Delhi, which is the capital of India, uh, where we still see there are a lot of startups emerging and that's the second sort of city in terms of quantity. And then we have Chennai, Hyderabad, you know, Pune, these kind of 
other cities which are now sort of emerging with respect to startups with respect to incubation so with even respect to you know the hubs of the corporate innovation programs with respect to sectors when it comes to sectors we see there is a huge boom in the enterprise tech you know this is again on the basis of the funding these startups has received in the last 6 or 7 years e-commerce sector has has really boomed after after covid the fintech space the consumer services and so so on so forth like health tech or edtech media entertainment uh again giving some numbers alone in the fintech and e-commerce in the last 7 years it has raised more than 50 billion dollars so these spaces are are still emerging and we see that there is a lot of startups and again giving the other side of the story or the other angle india being the it hub servicing the needs of the world we see there is a lot of good quality startups emerging in the deep tech space and there was a report report published few months before and we have more than 3000 startups now again these are all b2b startups which are really really relevant for the large corporation large corporates to to get uh, adopted mehad you want to take the other part of the question on how the ecosystem is emerging and where do you where do we see this going Yeah, so I want to first lighten all those numbers you threw at us by saying that well, in every bar and restaurant in Bangalore, you're most likely to hear conversations about uh, funding and investors and valuation. So that's the kind of energy that we have, especially in Bangalore. But I think I just want to add two points here. The pandemic years have really seen the birth of a large number of startups, not just in India but of course everywhere, responding to challenges that have emerged in that period. and everyone's been really cashing in on the whole digital wave and learning opportunity online our internet penetration is immense uh, the comfort with digital payments has also skyrocketed and this has really led to a, a boom in fintech ad tech and you know media tech kind of sectors but it's also i think been a wake up call for the ecosystem and there's been like a clarion call towards uh, financial sustainability so i think in our ecosystem we are seeing conversations around what's the bottom line where are the paying customers and we're really moving away from going and getting funding solely based on projections and you know the favorite words of uh, startups which is the tam sam and som so i think we are really like moving away from that and we're going to be talking about let where's the where are the paying customers so that's where i see us going and i'm very happy about that I mean, in terms of projection, again, some of the numbers, some of the numbers which is again pulled up from some of the reports by 2025, we see that we'll have more than one lakh startups, which will give employment to close to four four million people, and is sooner going to be the second uh, largest uh, startup ecosystem, the, the second largest ecosystem in in, in the world, more, with more than 250 startups. Get that. <laughs> if that's the most highest ambitions that that we might have but again going to the mahe point uh, the the point that mahe mentioned it's it's also about getting profitable and not just playing the valuation games that's going to be the reality that we're going to see this yeah that's awesome um and so great to hear about the kind of growing entrepreneurship culture thinking more about impact um No, that's really great and I'm learning a lot from this conversation so thank you. But I wanted to talk a little bit about another sector beyond fintech, adtech and so forth, really focusing in on digital health. For those who don't know, Meta and Link recently started working together as part of a collective partnership with Novo Nordisk, uh building innovative digital hubs worldwide. 
So a question for Link really is what made you want to work with a company like Novo Nordisk? And what opportunities did you envisage with them moving forward when kind of your collaboration with them first started? So actually, I'm going to let Rishabh take that question because he's been on the front lines of the entire project with you, Senya. Thanks, Mahir. So Senya, I mean, so we have been very sector agnostic. So we don't have sector that we only work with health tech. So we have clients in retail, we have clients in automobile, we're very active in aerospace as well. But I think we have worked in the past with, with other healthcare companies, but the scale of partnership that we have with Novo is, is huge. So we started two, two and a half years before working with the India team, where we really helped the India team set up the innovation, used to be called as Innovation Garage back then, where we had certain problem statements. I think we started with three or four problem statements and we brought in some startups and we did POCs with them. I think 30 or 40% of the POCs were successful and then we did the second cohort with them uh, where we had seven challenge statements, six of the startups worked on those. We saw a good success rate there as well. And then we then did the the third cohort with them. So this was happening all over the two years time span uh, where where we had partnered with them. And then last year, we got this opportunity to collaborate with the global team at No Nordisk. So with global specifically, we are we are sort of helping in setting up these innovation hubs, which you are also part of and you, you have been a great support to that. With partners like Meta, we have been really able to contribute by bringing the right frameworks, the right insights from the local market. And our vision is to continuous, continue our support to really activate the local eco- ecosystem, empowering the hubs to scale. Together, we believe in power of new digital innovations, paving the way for better healthcare and access uh, to all. We look forward to working with disruptive innovations and startups in healthcare to improve the life of patients. This is again very specific to what we are doing with Novo. And again, uh, repeating the same point that we really wanted to activate the local ecosystem so that the hubs that we are setting up can can really scale and partner uh, with startups uh, and be visible in the ecosystem. Definitely. And the digital health space uh, is definitely an an really exciting one to be part of. Uh, It's absolutely booming in London and there's just so much going on with the NHS long-term plan. It's really kind of fitting um, into the ecosystem really well. So it's going to be exciting to see it grow. And uh, it's been really nice to get to know the rest of the global hubs. And we often touch base, uh, share learnings, share experiences. I've really appreciated that. And I guess a question for Rishab here, because you don't have an easy job uh, working across time zones across the world. So just wanted you to maybe uh, shed light on that. And, uh, you know, what are your tips for best management in this kind of situation? And on a personal level, what is the most exciting part of working uh, on, on such a global scale? Yeah. No, so for me, it was an easy transition since I know the culture of, of Novo Nordisk uh, and I, I was introduced to a few people earlier as well. So, and again, talking about the best practices or the learning that I had with any corporates, I feel that having the right innovation strategy in the beginning, the right set of frameworks, the right OKRs, which can be linked to the organization objectives and all these things in the beginning can really, can really help accelerate the entire process and can really help managing the situation much, much better. For me, uh, working with the global team has been, has been, I would say, a, a very transforming sort of experience. Working with very smart individuals, I've been working with Senya, learning a lot of things. Just working with all 
different kind of people has really given me a lot of uh, given me a lot of perspective to think very differently i mean now i'm i'm super confident on making research reports and you know bringing the insights uh, or beat you know mapping the mapping the structure for the complex you know complex sort of uh, teams or or, or or things that we're doing so and that was not earlier so because i i i never looked at from that lens so now working with you know in that setup i have more experience and again this is learning from each one of you be tusenia be other partners that i that i work with i am personally very excited to see how we can really activate the ecosystem for for novanotes can how we can also continue our relationship in in supporting the innovation initiative uh, for them going forward and not to forget learning how to pronounce different names the right way yeah, for sure <laughs> for sure that's the constant struggle i know i know but uh rishab just to echo what you're saying i think you know working and i have background in digital health from many years ago but the space is constantly evolving and i feel like over the last you know almost year of working together i've learned just so so much about what's happening the trends um who are the most active investors it's been a really great journey and i'm just excited to share more uh, about our partnership in the next couple of months so yeah i'll hand it over to will yeah i guess watch this space there'll be stuff coming just kind of i guess ending on some of the kind of the work that you've touched on across what you've been doing at link for the last 20 almost 25 years They're helping to accelerate over 60 startups and more than 100 innovation projects It is a bit like asking to name your favorite child, but do you have any success stories or anything interesting that you can kind of share from from that experience and that kind of incredible history? Yeah, I can I can take that up. So, in fact, we have we've worked on a lot of interesting project and me and Meher we keep talking about it that what we are doing is is not is not something regular. So it's it's very different and all the projects that we have are very interesting and we get to meet a lot of stakeholders from different background and we learn from them. for us the success is really supporting our corporate partners with while bringing the innovation beat internally beat giving the right sort of resource in terms of learning or bringing the right sort of partners which can really help these corporates to uh drive value out of the initiative or the program that we run for uh or even beat you know putting the innovation strategy forward or the frameworks or tapping into a network uh, be it investors or academia or you know incubators that that we're partnered with in terms of favorite i mean since 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 the time i've been working with with link it's been mostly novo notice so i will again give an example that so when we collaborated with them it was a very small unit uh, and it used to be called as garage before i think this year uh, the unit converted into institution it got in, not fully in, institutionalized and now is considered as as business unit so that's a great success story for us that we were able to work with them bring the right sort of partners put up and set up all the processes and now we'll soon hear that india is also part of the for the uh, of the global hubs that we have uh, as part of the uh, the hq team similarly mentioning other uh, partner that we work with which is decathlon again a french company has a very good footprint in, in india we have been working with decathlon from last 2 to 1 half years and we've done very interesting projects for them one of the projects which i can highlight and this is again one of the success story uh, they had a problem or a challenge statement where they were the users who buy bicycles they face issues in booking appointment for services 
So they used to do this entire process manually. So we collaborated with a startup called Olek, and this startup has helped them uh, generate revenue for more than fifty million dollars now. Sorry, more than fifty million uh, in rupees. Total booking of more than two lakhs, and this startup is now scaling and going to partner with other decathlon uh, uh, stores all across the world. So that's one of the good sort of success stories, and that keeps us going in in whatever we do uh, as part of our job. That these startups are scaling, we are solving some real problem on ground. So yeah, I'll I'll hand it over to Meher if Meher you want to add something about other projects. Yeah, so I think more than a favorite, well, I would like to actually talk about um, a very old legacy company. So we've just started working with Singobam, and I think we all know Singobam has a history that dates back to the 1600s. But as a forward and pro innovation company, they started, you know, also exploring, and that's my favorite story I want to share with you. So we're working with their R and D center. and um they have a commitment to go uh, towards carbon neutrality to by 2050 and um their entire objective has been that how can they really bring in alternative materials or smart technologies or say green sustainable solutions within their entire building materials industry that they work in we are hoping that through our open innovation program uh, we can open the doors to innovative startups who can really help them achieve this 2050 goal but also bring in agility in a company which you know dates back to the 1600s so really excited about that project that we are doing awesome and that sounds really exciting all the work you're doing and i know it's the best feeling in the world to look back at some of your the projects that you've done or the programs that you've run and just see you know where the corporate is today where the startups are yeah it's very heartwarming so yeah thank you so much for sharing that thank you so much for being on our podcast for any listeners that want to get in touch with link how can they do that so we're really active on linkedin anybody can punch in either rishabh or my name and they can find us they can also ping us would be happy to have conversations and you can also find coordinates on our website and uh, would love to you know continue chatting for people who would love to know more about what we do Thanks for listening everyone. For information about Meta and the work we do, head to our website meta.partners. There you'll be able to find links to our blog, the company LinkedIn page, and more information about the team. If you have any questions about today's episode or suggestions for future shows, our Twitter handle is metatalks, all in one word. And you'll also be able to find the team and all sorts of exciting things we're up to on there. We'll be back with a new episode of the podcast next week. Until then, stay well and stay in touch.